computer don't lie. Now, let's see. What? It says... It says you're a dead fuck. Take it to the morgue. Jason Voorhees spontaneously revives, escapes from the hospital, stalks a group of group of friends renting a house in the countryside near Crystal Lake. I can't. I'm still thinking about the performance that we gave. <laughs> it's it's Friday the 13th, the final chapter on an all-new double feature of Extras and Epilogues here on the Podzilla 1985 Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the theater. My name is Shannon Young. I'll be your usher, Raymond. Here with me tonight, of course, we have Hunter Hendricks. Sharon, in case you haven't noticed, the teenagers are being attacked. <laughs> and unfortunately for Jason Voorhees, uh, it's never a case of... Job's done. So... <laughs> here to talk to us tonight about Friday the 13th, the final chapter, is the biggest Jason Voorhees fan in the world. Uh, the man himself who dresses up like Jason Voorhees every Halloween christmas and hanukkah it's tanner calvert uh shannon let me put that information in the computer real quick see what it tells me <laughs> oh oh man yeah what's, what's it say this here you're a dead fuck <laughs> God. Oh. oh boy April 13th, uh-huh. 1984, directed by Joseph Zito, starring Corey Feldman in one of his first, if not his first role, Crispin Glover in what, should have, in what should have been his last role, Kimberly Beck for <laughs> <laughs> that dance scene, uh, Peter Barton. He's a dancing machine. And uh, the best Jason Voorhees. Um, is it Kid oh, White Ted or Kevin White. White? Ted White. That's oh, what it was. Yeah. Ted, Ted White. Ted White. I. You know what? Looking back on it um, and rewatching stuff today from it, I think he was. I think he was the best Jason. He he was a little fast. Not an unpopular opinion. I never even knew he was Jason. I know exactly two Jasons, Tanner, and that is the original one and uh, <laughs> Kane Hodder. Obviously, Kane Hodder being the most popular well, one, I think globally. Among the trivia, you'll note that Ted White was uncredited by choice yep. in this movie, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Absolutely. So. If you don't know what Friday the 13th is, and, and by the way, uh, important uh, production note, it is Friday the 13th right now as we record this. Last yes. night's episode of Terrifying Tanner Thursday is actually going to be uploaded tomorrow on Saturday because I want to get this episode out now in honor of Friday yeah. the 13th. So uh, yeah. if you listen to tomorrow's episode and we reference this episode being tomorrow, ignore that. Just forget about that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> You're not All right. Getting- you're not getting It'll a be tri- fine. You're not getting a triple feature. You know we we don't leave the light on all the time here. Um, we've done a lot for you. We've done a lot frankly. for you in October. Yeah, and honestly, you owe us <laughs> at this point. Yeah. So yeah. Patreon.com is that even still active? Can you I do that? I don't know. All I know is we haven't had to pay the bills for the website. So maybe. 
someone forgot to turn their wallet I think, off. <laughs> I think after a while, Podbean just grants you immunity a space. forever. Like, they yeah. just go, yeah, you're fine. Uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes of Friday the 13th, that Halloween classic, that one of the most iconic uh, horror franchises in the history of horror, don't forget that all month long in October, Podzilla1985 is bringing you the spooky and the creepy, and of course it is brought to you by our sponsor, The Freak Phone, 1-900-490-FREAK, brought to you by Freddy Freaka! If you, ke- if you call and you don't get through, keep calling. Yeah, keep Hammer trying it. Hammer it. The freak phone is quite busy. Yes, he is the party freak, and this is his month. Hunter, I forget. How much is it to call? Shannon, how many times do I have to tell you it's only $2 to call? $2 to call. I did that with Lindsay earlier trivia, and she said $2 a minute, and I almost threw her down the <laughs> stairs. Full full disclosure. Full disclosure. Wait, uh, wait how much is it? Uh, it's $2 to call. Oh, my God! <laughs> That's my one. I'm done. Apparently, if you call, <laughs> if you get in a time machine, you go back to 1994 and call, you can leave the hottest raps of the early 90s. <laughs> and the, hear the best jokes, too. On the free joke phone. Line. <laughs> on the free phone. Oh. So, oh, yeah. Friday the 13th. If you don't know what the series is, Ski Mask, Camp Crystal Lake. No, no. Ski Mask. Hockey mask. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Starting off real strong. <laughs> okay, so let, let's just get this out of the way. Before we watched it, because I rewatched it today, and I watched the kill count for Friday the 13th, the new chapter, which if you if you don't watch Dead Meat, and if you don't watch the kill count, you're really missing out. It's a fantastic YouTube series. Have you guys watched it? Yes. No. It's a great show where... He goes over, the host goes over, like, different horror movies, kind of explains the plot, and then goes over every kill and has a kill counter at the end. It's a fantastic YouTube series. Uh, as yeah. James, is James Janice, is that his name? Something like that? I, James yeah, J. Janice, like I think. Um, so, you go, go check it out, because it's, it's very, very cool. I watch it all the time. Um, but before I watched it, Hunter and I were kind of both in agreement that this was going to be a rough show for Tanner. This was going to be... Uh, a a bad episode for Tanner, uh, Look, much I, akin to the Matrix for Casper. I yes. am perfectly not used to it because I got well, asked to do that uh, uh, the Harry Potter episode of uh, arguably entertaining, oh, arguably entertaining, and I yeah. was by myself on that one. Basically, well, I was by myself on that. One. Uh, <clears throat> I knew going into the Power Rangers episode, I was I, there was no point in it, but I still did it. Uh, I'm here oh, to do this one. Any point in it? Well, I mean, just because I didn't, I didn't agree with you, I didn't stand a chance. <laughs> well, doesn't mean that other people wouldn't think that. And in fairness to you, Tanner, I'm happy to tell you that after rewatching a lot of it, um, I am actually more receptive to it, and I have a positor a positor. Wow, positor. I, I have a more positive outlook on the film, Positron Collider, than I I did even before. Positron. Um, Cool. Because I I don't think it's a bad film. I think it's a product of its time. There are there are some issues I have with it, and we will discuss them. But as a Friday the Thirteenth movie, I think it had more content than most Friday the Thirteenth films. And um, the yeah. kills the kills were pretty spectacular. And, Those and, were and, and what do you go to a Friday the Thirteenth film for? The fucking plot? No. <laughs> yes. No. That's why I go to any film? No. No. Never mind. No. I'm gonna no. save it. No. Um, so the story for Friday the 13th, the new chapter, 
uh, <laughs> teenagers are having sex. Jason's there. Uh, he kills them. But in a twist, there is a family that lives in Camp Crystal Lake. The Jarvis family. Uh, mother, daughter, and son, Tommy Jarvis. That's important. And Very. they get involved with the shenanigans. And what I really appreciated about this was less the movie and more the story behind the film and the and the actors behind the film and what they went through and how they filmed it and I really did come uh, come away with a whole new respect for the process. Um, the, the segment of this it's film, it's nice that you did because the director didn't. Um, <laughs> well, the director, he's I, an asshole. Yeah, I think yeah. overwhelmingly he's <laughs> the asshole of this story. Um, yeah. If you look, if you talk to the director today, he would tell you he used to be a piece of shit. That's true, and. And yeah. Ted Ted White especially would say that because he yeah. he was not a fan and apparently almost came to to blows with the director uh, Joseph Zito over some of the stuff in the film. There was one particular scene where and I don't remember the characters' names. Oh, I apologize. Oh, well, well, yeah, I was, we were going to get to that. I was going to talk about it uh, on the on the uh, lake in the in the river in the, the raft. raft. Okay, we'll we'll save yeah. that then. We'll save that then. Um, I mean to, to tee all this up because I have it down there in the trivia. Joseph Zito, the director. <clears throat> directed a movie called The Prowler. The Prowler, yeah. The producers for this movie wanted him to direct and write it. His response was, quote, but I'm not a writer. They said, here's a contract to pay you double to do both. And then he was like, yeah, totally, I'm a writer. And amen to that. As <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and know. it just downhill from there. Every Friday the 13th to me is a retread of the previous Friday the 13th. There, to me, there's only a handful of Friday the 13th films that push the narrative forward. That's not just a, this is an excuse to have Jason kill people. Um, that's the first one, the second one, final chapter, part six. And honestly, I, that's probably Nine. it. Is, Nine. That, is that Jason Goes to Hell? Yeah. All right, I'll give you that one too. And then Jason X, just because. There's a bunch in there that just kind of feel like filler films. And, and, it's, what, and but they it's, are. But it's what people wanted. In the 80s. Saw, and, and to be fair, some of the filler films are fun. Seven, kind of pointless, but fun. And it's Jason going up against a psychic. It's kind of neat. It's perfectly okay to make a film that is brain-dead enjoyment. I like them sometimes, depending on the film. Uh, it's a guilty pleasure. Hey, and, Call it what you want. Me and Jesse love the uh, Fast and Furious franchise. And I don't. At all, dead stop. I hate the fr- the Fast the franchise or whatever. <laughs> the Fast, fast the franchise. franchise. I also hate that, and I hate the franchise and the Furious too equally. Which you one do you group hate? them all together? Oh, how do you feel about Two Hocus Two Pocus though? <laughs> <laughs> I still I still want that sequel. <laughs> two Hocus Two Pocus. So let let's let's talk about the things I I didn't like about the film uh, before I talk about the things I did like. The thing that drove me the craziest about this film, and the thing I hated the most, and I kind of feel like I'm going to get into Mac from It's Always Sunny territory here, but the sheer amount of sex and horniness in this film was ridiculous, even for a Friday the 13th film. This is one of those movies where these characters were literally put there just to fuck until they die and get naked. And, like, I get it. That's that's the stereotype of the 80s, is horror films, you had to have tits and blood. But this movie, I felt, was too much. I mean, the characters literally, since they couldn't quite um, emote the fact that they were horny enough, said things out loud like, I'm so horny. They, yes. To spell it out for you. Very That's how they end the scene. Level. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. You uh, leave Chris, no, I'm sorry. You leave Crispin Glover alone. He I love I Crispin Glover. I love Crispin Glover. I will not. <laughs> but oh boy, howdy. Him in this movie. All, he look, he was given he did the best he could with what he had. It's the same argument about Hayden Christen in Star Wars. Maybe I, mean, I, I I don't know enough about Chris. Except Glover. that dance scene. That dance scene was all him. <laughs> Well, okay, and again, we talked about this last night. The dance scene was because on set they played ACDC's Back in Black, and then they played a different movie on the soundtrack. Now, importantly, yeah, whatever Chris what McGlover was dancing to was none of that. Chris McGlover was dancing to the, the sounds beamed directly into the metal plate in his head <laughs> by the aliens <laughs> this, because he looks like he's having a full-body seizure. The, the, dance right. scene, it's just, the dance scene with Chris McGlover reminds me of the Beavis and Butthead uh, when they're watching the video for Sakold <laughs> and the D. And he goes, I think that chick in the background's <laughs> dancing to a different song. Um, <laughs> it's such great, now, such great plot points. Like... The guy and his girlfriend are there to have sex. However, then they meet two twins, two foreign twins who also want to have sex. And then one goes to have sex with the other. And then the other one's so disappointed. She just has sex. She goes to have sex with a different guy just because he's there. No one came to those woods to not have sex, man. And then they find an old black and white movie. And guess what it's about? It's about sex. (laughs) How horny was this film? Okay, legitimately, this is one of the biggest problems I have with this movie. And the problem is this. I understand the trope of teenagers existing to die in a horror movie. I get that. But you have to do one of two things. You either have to make me care about those characters so that I don't want to see them die. Or you have to make me revile those characters so I do want to see them die. This movie wants it both ways. It was right in the middle. They spend so much fucking time on these characters. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, then we're going to build them up. I'm supposed to like them. I'm supposed to be into them. But they're the most fucking wooden, non-existent personalities, again, outside of sex, please, now, me, yeah, sex, me, me need, need a lot, lot of sex. Yeah. Like, that's, that's it. You have, that's you have, it. You have Teddy, who stays high and thinks he can just <laughs> sleep with anybody he wants. And, and, and is going and, to sleep with anybody and, he wants. Yeah, and Camp Crystal forces Lickies, himself right. on people. No, he's not, because he even with all, even with the people there who wanted to have sex so bad, he's the only one that didn't have sex. Well, yeah, and the and which is crazy because you had dead fuck yes. right there. God. Dead fuck was right oh, there. Man. You can tell Joseph Zito came up with that and thought that it was fucking the funniest gold thing because he says that line like so sixteen times. times over the course of the movie. No. He even says it when they're laying in bed at one point in time. He just <laughs> was I dead, dead fuck. fuck? Like, yeah, like, come on, man. What are you talking about? Now, with that no said, one in the history of ever has said that. I, I want to point out that I actually enjoyed this film more than Dog Soldiers because, one, I could understand no. what they were saying. Nope. And, oh, no. And, and two, I thought the special effects were much better. Tom Savini did the, the special effects for the kills, and Tom Savini is the master of special effects. He's the granddaddy of, of gore, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I thought the production, I, I thought it was a more enjoyable film. And I would have said I was crazy before, and I would have said, well, Dog Soldiers runs laps around it. But after rewatching Dog Soldiers, I was not only bored, but irritated. At least in this film, I wasn't bored. It was stupid entertaining. Oh, at, least, at least Dog Soldiers had a plot. This had a plot? Yeah, it was. Sure, it, it was sure basic. Did. It had less plot holes than Dog Soldiers. 
In my opinion, there is, if there is a lot of holes, I'll give you that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But that's that's exclusively because Jason there doesn't do no anything, and there's always an explanation. There was a had less plot holes is because there wasn't enough of a plot to put holes right, in. Right, there's no space to right. punch them in there. <laughs> Look, I'm going to tell you right now. People like me who watch Friday the 13th the way we do, we do not watch it for the plot. I know, and, and and I think that's completely fair. Like I said, that's perfectly fine. This show, again, I need to point this out to the people listening. This show is subjective. We have different opinions right. on things. Hunter yeah. and I have argued. That's no why we have different people. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, I'm not going to criticize you for liking this movie. I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, there are things I really liked, things I didn't like. Again, I thought the special effects, the I, gore, they were fantastic. So, Oh, go ahead. And the nudity was fantastic, to be fair. I'm not, I'm not dissing the nudity. There were attractive women there, Tanner. Uh, go ahead. Uh, the rap scene, yeah. Uh, but for me, I, I go into a Friday the 13th film for the kill. I, I judge the movie on the kills for the most part. And, and the special effects. Uh, usually how Jason's designed for that movie is a big deal for me. But... I this film has some of my favorite kills in it, with the exception, fucking hitchhiker at the beginning of the movie. She didn't even get that banana. Oh, that fucking banana! She uh, she got a part of it in her mouth. Yeah. So did you get that the banana looks like a dick? Yeah. <laughs> well, the movie is horny. She was horny. God. I think my favorite part about that was that Pamela Voorhees tombstone was just right there off the road. Yeah, sure. Okay, sure. They just buried her right next to the road. This is also I don't know if you have this in the trivia. This was the this is the first film where you find out that her name was Pamela Voorhees. Wherever she lands, there shall she be buried. Yeah, she <laughs> was just known as Miss. This is She was just known as Miss Voorhees. She was Mrs. just Mrs. Voorhees. Voorhees before this. Yeah, this is the first. This movie had a big impact on on the Friday the Thirteenth franchise oh, yeah. going forward. You had Tommy Jarvis in there. You had uh, uh, Pamela Voorhees actually actually dying. Jason dying, which I think they they said that their intent was to kill off Jason. Um, this was supposed to be it, right? Yeah. This was the final chapter. But the problem with that, Hunter, the problem with that is, as you put on here, a budget of two million dollars versus the box office of thirty three million dollars. Bring that son of a bitch back. Yep, that's that, what's going to happen. I mean, that's there's no avoiding it. Like at the end of the day. It kind of just does not matter how good or bad a movie is. If it makes money, somebody's going to find a way to keep that thing making money. That's it. And, and they're going to keep making them at some point in time. I know. And again, so the only, I mean, and the only reason we haven't gotten anything recently is because of the legal battle. Right. Yeah. The last two, 10 years. Yeah. You say what you will about it, and I will say a lot of things in, in just a little bit here, but, uh, you <laughs> know, blood and sex sells. I mean, that's. And it was. I'm 80s. not going to act like it doesn't. And it was and it was the '80s, so the internet did not exist. Right. So if you wanted those things, the best place to go was the movies. Yep. Well, yeah, I, I didn't even consider that. Yeah, this is before you yeah. could get online and look up clips. This is before you could get online yep. and look up Xtube, Pornhub, oh, uh, <laughs> porn, homegrown Simpson stuff, <laughs> panty jobs. You know, all good stuff. God. You had to go to movies to see stuff like that, and. The Friday the Thirteenth yeah. franchise gave you that in spades. I I I think personally, my favorite horror franchise out of the eighties was A Nightmare on Elm Street. I love Freddy Krueger. Uh, Tanner and I have always had that. I'm a Freddy Krueger guy. He's a Jason Voorhees guy. But the Freddy movies never gave you 
the nudity. They never gave you the senseless sex. It was a different beast. They were the gross out factor. Yes. Yeah. They were the weird, yeah. like, uh, insane kills. You had the Halloween yeah. franchise, which was way more grounded in reality. Didn't have any of that, really. Um, even well, Hellraiser. For a while. Well, <laughs> yeah, for a while. <laughs> for a while. But Friday the 13th was really its own beast. It, it was it was so influential because it uh, it had that the just the the kills and the the breasts and the sex and and the breasts and lots breasts. of breasts and that's what people wanted at that time period. I think now we ha- I'd say we've evolved past that and that isn't enough to sell a film. But I don't know, man. Shit, it's like it's always Sunny says shit don't change. It just it just evolves a little bit. It just changes a little bit, but it's still the same concepts. Um, I've also always said that Friday the Thirteenth to me was the worst franchise in horror because it Ooh. got it got progressively worse. And I was like, it started as a really pro- chainsaw master. Oh no, no, I've got one for you. I've changed my mind, but hear me out. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part One was a objectively, I think, good slasher film with a good twist. Yeah. Friday the Thirteenth Part Two was pretty good and we were introduced to Jason. 3 was whatever. 4 was pretty good and then it goes downhill consistently. And I was like it just gets worse and worse to the point that it's these are the dumbest horror films I've ever watched. But I forgot until today that uh Leprechaun has 8 films of which you get titles like Leprechaun <clears throat> in Space, Leprechaun in the Hood, Leprechaun Back to the Hood. <laughs> But at a certain point, what, when do you take into account? Because how many of those actually came out in theaters? I don't even know if the first like one two, came out in theaters. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> at a certain point, you got to take into account all those Friday the 13th movies. Every single one of them was released in the theater. Like, beginning to end, the remake, Freddy versus Jason, anything he's been in, theater. Theatrical, every single time. Right. I think that makes a difference. That, that makes a big difference for me, anyway. You know, I'm actually curious about that. I'm gonna turn this over to you real quick, Hunter, because I want to give Tanner the last word. This is his okay. this is his favorite series, and I do want him to have a chance to talk yeah. about the things he likes. So while you're talking about your experience with the film, I actually am gonna look up and see which Leprechaun films were released theatrically. Because I swear to okay. Christ, if Leprechaun Back to the Hood made it to theaters, <laughs> it came out in cinemas. Oh my god. So go ahead. I'll give the floor to you. All right. So, um, importantly, as Shannon said, this is all very subjective. Also, very importantly, because I don't think I've actually said this on the show, uh, this one or any others in, in, um, up to this point. Um, I didn't watch these movies growing up. I'm, th- I'm 38 years old, right? So, when these movies are coming out, I mean, 1984 was a year before I was born. <clears throat> when I was a kid, I was not a scary movie kid. So, I didn't watch these movies at all. My first experience with the Friday the 13th movie that I distinctly remember was in the theater but it was Freddy versus Jason because I had seen the nightmare on Elm street movies because they had more of like Shannon said, what appealed to me was the, <clears throat> the more interesting cerebral stuff. Hmm. And then I distinctly remember in college going back and watching some of these. If I've seen this movie, I don't remember it. So the first time that I saw it uh, was over the course of two days. I watched half of it yesterday and half of it today when I could, when I could squeeze it in. Um, and again, seeing it for the first time in 2023, so almost 40 years after the fact from from its release. Uh, and as, as a 38-year-old uh, person, uh, I, I just hated it. I didn't enjoy any bit of this. Um, no part of it intrigued me. This is Shannon was talking about this earlier, and, and 
we've had our arguments about Ghostbusters, but I think probably the most recent one was about the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yes. And my yeah. my biggest argument then was and remains, and this is me consistently. This is my my personal setup. Um, I don't go to a movie for there to not be a story. Mm. I can't do it. And that that does not appeal to me in any way. Tanner was talking about the kills. Uh, I can objectively look at the the kills in this movie and go, yeah, for 1984, the special effects are cool. The setups are interesting. But that is a spot fest of a movie, to use a wrestling term, for me. There's no story in between the big things that are happening that I give a shit about. It's just those things. <clears throat> so, again, I recognize that in 1984, you couldn't do this. But in 2023... I can go on YouTube and I can watch every kill in this movie in probably under 10 minutes. It doesn't require an hour and a half of characters I don't care about, mm. actors who are phoning it in, um, a story that is, I'm not going to say nonsensical, but is split in a way that makes no sense to me. Like this whole movie could have completely eliminated the teenagers and probably been way more interesting had it devoted the, the, all of that time to the family in the cabin that I might have cared about. I agree. Instead, what I get is an annoying-ass kid that I don't give a shit about who's super weird, um, a daughter who's set up as the only protagonist in the, in the whole movie, the only one I feel like I'm supposed to care about, uh, and, and you know, a, a killer who, again, if this is my first experience with these movies, I'm going, okay, well, that's cool, but I don't get it. I don't get why any of this is happening other than just so he can stab people. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, man. It, it didn't it didn't do a thing for me like it just really didn't I felt myself constantly going when is this going to be over I'm uh, not invested in this at all want to point out that if you do want to watch those kills and you don't want to watch the movie once again uh the kill count with James a Janice <laughs> check it out on YouTube it's a fantastic Wait, series I'm excited about that now because now I will definitely go watch it I'm kind of glad I didn't know it before this because I have made it a point every time we've done this show to watch every single movie we've done, whether I've seen yeah. it a million times, whether I've not seen it all. This is our 11th episode. I mentioned I really wish we'd done two more so it could have been our 13th episode, Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th. Ah, that would have been good. Um, <clears throat> we tried. Tanner can't handle it. He's got Trisky back. It's too many 13s. Um, anyway. It's uh, more 13s than Matt Gates' uh, <laughs> cell phone. Had, had Good. Had I... Um, had I known that there was an easy way to watch that stuff, I think the temptation would have been, I mean, obviously I couldn't just go to YouTube, but had I known about a specific thing, the temptation would have been very strong today to give up on this movie Dude, I, at I'm, a certain point and just go, I'm good. I'm, I'm just going to go watch the kills and save it. I'll save be, I'll be honest with you. When it comes to horror films, if it's a horror film that I don't have an interest <laughs> in, I always watch the kill count because he goes over the plot. Yeah. He goes over the bat. He goes over the, the behind the scenes stuff. He has a huge respect for, um, for horror films. And if it's a horror film, I don't care about. That's what I'll do. That way I get the gist of it. Um, but I am the, I'm like you, I don't care what the film is. We cover, I will try to watch it just to be fair on the show. Um, yeah. And, th and that's exactly why I went on through this and, and finished it out. Admittedly, if there was anything that got me kind of interested, it was, it was once we finally got to the point where it's them in the house and then the kid comes down and he's like made himself look like Jason when he was younger. Right. Um, that was at least kind of interesting for a minute. But again, I, I just, at that point, we're a hundred and, uh, how long is this movie? It's a hundred and, well, it's not quite, it's 90 something minutes. Right. So at that point, we're like, you know, 80 something minutes into the movie. I just don't care. I don't care about any of these people. I'm not I, interested in it. It's doing so nothing for me. 
so in Tanner's defense, and I don't know why I'm acting like Tanner made the fucking film. He didn't make it. He's just well, a fan and, of it. And again, um, I'm, I'm saying, like, I, I, you like the movie? Subjective. I get it. I yeah, hear everything subjective. you guys are exactly. saying. It's totally subjective. This um, is not a, you know, you're fucking idiots or anything right. like that. Right. I don't absolutely. think that. No, absolutely. We all like different shit. Right. It just didn't do a damn thing for me. Yeah, like, you're a big fan of... Well, you and I usually have a pretty similar taste in films. But, uh, we <laughs> yeah, do disagree anything else. Well, you, you don't like Hot Rod. Like that's my no, kind of like that's, that's one one yeah. of those comedic yeah. things where you and I yeah. deviate. Tanner um, doesn't like Ghostbusters 2016 or Mario. Too well, much, yeah, but you know, and and I do. I like both. Mario was Mario was fine. Was Mario fun. was inoffensive. It was I, I, I out and out did not like uh, 2016. Uh, but but I was gonna say in in Tanner in the movie's defense, not Tanner's defense. Tanner's not the killer. <laughs> in the movie's defense, um, having a child in it in Tommy Jarvis was significant because it was a complete departure from the series as a whole. The series never featured a kid as far as I know. Tanner, am I wrong on that? Like it never had a child in there, did it? Other than Jason himself? Not, not previously, no. Yeah. So to have a child involved with this serial killer was pretty big. It was pretty it was different. And to to make him <laughs> Jason's foil in the end and have him be the one that kills Jason. And not a cop out bullshit ending where Jason doesn't actually die because they already did that in the last movie and and I think the second yeah. one where Jason keeps dying quote unquote but no, just sec- the second one they thought he killed they killed him but he had escaped before he got there and I hate that I hate I hated it in Halloween in ho- the remake the, the the reboot of Halloween where they they ignored all the sequels except for like the first one when when Michael Myers is in the basement and they set it on fire that was the best ending. But then they brought the fucker back. Oh, no, he actually survived. They saved him. Bullshit. Bullshit. I hate that. I Look, hate I, the cop-out ending. I will give him this much. That scene where he comes back against the firefighters was kind of fucking awesome. No, and it was a cool scene, but like as a whole, it was unnecessary. That whole fucking yeah. sequel was unnecessary. By the way, before I forget, listen to this shit. So, Leprechaun. Back to Leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> Wait 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 wait! Oh shit, I can't do it with that one. Uh, the, the yeah, it takes it takes too long. It's too long. <laughs> um, it's the I'm the leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 turn it oh, off, man. <laughs> so only the first two films were released in theaters. All the rest were direct to DVD. Was now, the second one just called Leprechaun Two? Leprechaun I have no Two. Idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And apparently the box office for Leprechaun 2 also, was so bad that they were like, never again. Everything else came out on DVD. But I do have a really interesting story I didn't know about. But Hunter, go ahead, and then I'll tell this. Well, I was just going to say, I don't want to go too deep down this rabbit hole because it's not the show. But right. I, I don't know shit about Leprechaun other than like it's just Freddy, but he grants wishes, except he's he's evil, right? No, no, no. He doesn't grant wishes. That no, no, no. That's Wishmaster. Uh, oh, that's another thing. Yeah, Leprechaun was simply... He was Fuck. a leprechaun, and he was out to get his gold, and he killed anyone yeah. to get it. That was it. There's the story. Okay. And Jennifer Anderson was right. in the first one, and they rode that shit that's to the ground. Uh, gotcha. So, listen to this, though, because I never knew about this. A crossover film with the Candyman series was in development following the release and sub- subsequent box office success of Freddy vs. Jason. They were talking about a lot of those horror crossovers at that point. Michael versus Leatherface. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, tentatively titled Candyman versus Leprechaun, had a script treatment written, uh, and Davis was set to re- to reprise his role as the Leprechaun, Warwick Davis. So you may, Hunter, you know from uh, uh, Star Wars and, and whatnot. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was in Willow and all that. Yeah. However, Harry Potter. Here's the reason the movie never got off the ground, and I love this, and I have a whole new respect for him more. However, the project stalled after Tony Todd, who played Candyman, 
flat out refused immediately to participate in such a project, stating he had too much respect for the character to see him used for such a purpose. Good. Tony Todd Thank just... God somebody had some integrity, he man. just put his foot down and said, look, I know I did Candyman 2 and 3, but I ain't doing that. <laughs> like, if I'm putting bees on my mouth again, it's not for this bullshit. <laughs> it's not so I can fight the fucking leprechaun. <laughs> the leprechaun. <laughs> Oh God, that's, that's terrible! That's... I'm the leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say he's the leprechaun? <laughs> okay, I, I, I leprechaun. Well, I'm, I'm on it. I leprechaun. Let that one go by. Um... Okay, Tanner, we're gonna turn it over to you now. Tell us about Friday the Thirteenth and why you love this movie so much. Uh, this one, I mean, I. So it's it's no secret to uh, to people who listen to the show and me talk about these this franchise. Part six is my favorite. Um, that's the one where he comes back as a zombie, right? That's the one where he comes back. That's that's the that's the uh, the final in the trilogy for Tommy Jarvis. Tanner, so, real quick, sorry, not to, not to not to interrupt you too much, but while while you're doing this, will you explain why you picked this movie? Because remember, we or for the listeners, I should say, remember. We let Tanner pick the the movie for this one. We wanted to do a Friday the Thirteenth movie, and Tanner picked Part Four. And I I don't remember if we talked about why, so I want that to be part of this. Okay, go ahead. So the reason I picked this one, uh, this is one that we haven't really talked about. We haven't even like we don't even make like sly little jokes or sly little mentions about it like at all. Like, at least I don't. Whenever we're talking about horror movies, I don't, I, talk about it I don't make sly little mentions about any of them. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was meaning that more in, in just me, but. <laughs> I, I I enjoy this movie because it, it brings in that that character of Tommy Jarvis, who becomes so integral to the series. Tommy Jarvis uh, is other than Jason, fact, he is the most yeah. important character in Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, to win the game, like the, the game they made online, you have to have Tommy Jarvis there. So that's how important he is. Um, and on top of that, like it. You know, this is a, this was the starting point for Corey Feldman's career. Really, the starting point for Kristen Glover. It's true. This is a these coming up. I was wondering. Friday the Thirteenth in general has been a good starting point for a lot of people's career. Kevin Bacon. Man. Others. It, uh, I said what I said. <laughs> um, but this this film the the kills were great. I always thought. Uh, introducing a kid to it made it fun, as long as the kid didn't get killed. And the dog didn't but, get killed either. Points to that. That we that we oh, know of. I'll give it. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a point on that front. Yeah, he jumped. I just, I, the first time I saw that dog, I was like, "Well." Even the dog fucking said nope and jumped out the window well, see, and took off. Like that's a if I want to be a dick, I'd say even the dog didn't want to be in this movie for very long. <laughs> I mean that's. So that's a lot. That showed up and left. <laughs> so that is one of. I, I there's a couple of complaints about the movie. That's the two big ones is the dog. Well, the dog's number one, and it's 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 a big deal in in, in the Friday the Thirteenth fan French uh, fan uh, uh, circles online because does Jason throw the dog out or did the dog just go fuck this and I'm out? Fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> I'm so. Out. Uh, if you do watch, by the way, I'm going to plug this one more time and then I'm not going to plug it anymore show. Uh, and it's not the freak phone. If you watch the dead meat, uh, kill count for Friday the 13th, uh, new chapter, they have behind the scenes footage 
of how they got the dog to do it. You can actually see his trainer wiggling his favorite toy. It's like a stuffed rabbit outside oh, yeah. the window, and the dog jumped through. It's just it's a really heartwarming scene. And and I want to say once again, watching that behind the scenes made me like the film more to see what they did, how they all bonded together, uh, and especially Ted White as Jason. I thought he was so well spoken and and just such a good like presence. That was just fantastic. He, he is the behind the scenes hero of this film. Yeah, one hundred percent. At one hundred percent, at least one of the other actors, one of the teenagers, would have died. Literally, instead of this film, not for him. Yeah, that is great. Number two. Can I tell the story? Or do you want to tell it? Go ahead, and tell it. So, Hunter, I don't know if you saw this in the trivia or if you if you saw this trivia. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yep. there's a part where one of the girls, she's naked out on a raft. And the shooting went farther than they thought it was going to go into the into the Christmas season. It's a December. And so it's freezing. She has to swim naked through the water and then sit on this raft, which they filmed apparently like over the course of the entire night. And she was begging practically to get out and warm up. And the director said, no, we have to finish this to the point that Ted White almost assaulted him and forced him to let her out and get her warm. That is fucking hero status right there. You're also, you're missing part of that story that makes it even worse. Which one? Because I did know this story. The part of the story that that got left out there is that uh, Joseph Zito, the director, again, uh, shot that scene with a full cast and crew. Yeah, everyone's there. Yep. Yep. They could have done this with a skeleton crew and a smaller cast and a, or a, a smaller crew. Like he could have done it with a smaller unit basically uh, for filming. It would have taken longer, but they could have done it at a different time when it would not have been so problematic, but he decided because it had gotten so late and he wanted to keep doing it. He kept the whole crew there. So theoretically it would go faster, but that meant that everyone, because normally when you film scenes like that in the state that he was in, you don't, you, you don't, don't have, have an entire, there. right. Yeah, no, he did it that way. Which, anyway. oh, and, and and another just monstrous thing that he did is uh, the scenes where Corey Feldman's character, Tommy Jarvis, is seeing these kids getting naked. He actually was there watching these women getting naked at, what, 12 years old? Yep. Uh, it's no yep. wonder that he got fucked up going forward in life. Like, what a terrible... Yeah. I, I can't even imagine that happening. Like, how does... There's literally that no abuse? reason to film that at the same time. Right. It, look All at, of those shots are totally separate. He's never sitting... This, the camera never goes over his shoulder and right. shows him looking through the window. You could easily have composited those fucking <laughs> shots. Now, that is not a film problem. That's not like that's what makes the film bad. That's a Joseph Zito problem. That's a son of a bitch yes. right there. It, it, look at yeah. a movie like Clerks. You remember the scene in Clerks where Randall is reading off the porn names he's ordering for the videos yeah. and the little girl's there with her mother. Did you know, and I, you probably know this, he refused to film that in front of them. They spliced it together. Yep. And, yep. like, he did he that, and yet this director allowed Corey Feldman to watch all these 19-year-old girls get naked. Holy shit, no that's, reason. that's child abuse. I'm sorry, Tanner, go ahead. I'm so no sorry. Reason. Give it back to you. No, I mean, that's it. I mean, it's... He, the fact that she's in this raft... Well, okay. They have a fake body from the shoulders down. Yeah. And her basically and nothing but a bikini body from the shoulders down is in the water for hours doing this and it's freezing out. It's terrible. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely terrible. Uh yeah. one, my big one of my big problems with the Friday the thirteenth franchise as a whole was just it was always the, the and that's why I said I was gonna sound like Mac from It's Always Sunny, is just the amount of women and nudity. 
I get that's what people were going for, and that's what you wanted to see at the time. But like, I just I hate that. I hate nudity in films for the most part. I mean, sometimes it's warranted, but here it's gratuitous. Um, it it just feels very 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 <laughs> mid, as the kids would say, <laughs> you know. But as a whole, I do like the franchise. This is one of the worst films for that. About that. Yeah, it's yeah. the worst. It's the worst. I think. Um, but let's wrap it up for this part of the show. Not the whole show. Just just real quick on that, on on that point. So Shannon, have you ever watched his name was Jason, the the documentary? There's like two documentaries made from the same filming. It's like his name is Jason and Camp Crystal Memories. Yeah. 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 I've watched Memories, but I've never watched, uh, his name was Jason. His name was Jason is the the shortened down version. Hmm. Uh, but they actually interview Zito about this film, and he basically just talks about the amount of tits and ass quoting in this film was simply for him. He needed it for himself. What a scummy bastard. <laughs> yeah, he's a piece of shit, dude. Um, yes, so let's, let's, let's do the thing we normally do, although there is one other thing I wanted to mention on here, and that is uh, Hunter put, of course, this in the trivia. Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel, who I love, berated the film on their show, no kidding, with the former deeming it an immoral and reprehensible piece of trash. Scott Meslow summarized Ebert's criticism as calling it, quote, a cynical retread of the earlier films, noting that the film instead attempts to kill off the series while focusing more on characterization than gore. If you call that characterization... I I read that, and I put that in there specifically so we can talk about it. I have to assume that he's talking about the family. He has to be. Because they're Tommy the only Jarvis. ones. And, and even then, it's just it's just him and the sister. Like, right. the mom doesn't even get that much in the way of characterization. And she dies off screen. Uh, the hunter dies way too early. Does she? Uh, like, uh, Does she die? Uh, allegedly, you see her screen, sure. and that's it. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> so, so again, oh, God, I said I was going to plug it again. One more time. If you watch the dead meat, the kill count... They have the. They have an alternate yeah, scene. I know, I know where she's drowned. She's drowned, and then she comes back with the white eyes, and then Jason scares him. It's a big jump scare. Anyway, go ahead, Hunter. Yes. Was it? Was I saying anything? I don't no, know what I was saying. No characterization. No characterization. Yeah. No. I mean, again, as what I was saying earlier, they they very much attempted characterization because they tried to make us care about those teenagers, but they're unlikable. I mean, they're just unlikable, right? Most the, of them. the writing for them. The all of them. the the, the, no, only the, one, the, one, <laughs> the girl the girl who actually lost her virginity on the trip yeah which she, okay of uh, uh, there's a certain YouTube show I'm not going to mention again I forgot this person existed I think a certain YouTube show I'm not going to mention again because I'm not getting paid for it but um, in in some of the trivia I found out from that she was the only one who absolutely refused to show nudity. So there's a scene in the shower they use the body double because she refused to get naked and um, I thought that you was don't hurt her man. Her and the guy she was with are the only two characters I think of the film other than uh, Tommy and his sister that are likable. I agree with Tanner on that. But it, they're only likable because they don't do anything. They're not like well, as say, sex crazed. To, the fucking yeah, horn and, dogs. And that's yeah. To me, that, to me, that doesn't translate as likable. It just means as it, like, passing. Like Less That's the unlikable. best I can give you. Yeah, li- likable to me means I actually care about what happens to these characters. And again, at best, I, I was ambivalent about them. The rest of them, I actively wanted to die. I, and I mean, again, it's it's it, there's a point to be made there of like a lot of good slashers do that, right? They give you characters you don't like so that you want to see them die. The horn dog dude. Oh man, we didn't even talk about the people at the hospital that are horny as hell. Like, <laughs> like, 
It's not just the teenagers. What the hell is happening there? But that doctor, that dude, the one who uses the line, the Super Bowl of, or no, 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 she calls him, what is it, the Super Bowl of self-abuse or something? Yeah. Um, he also talks about how hot one of the dead girls were uh, oh at the God. beginning, you know? He lays oh, a sandwich oh. on a body, like, it just, uh, I mean, again, I want that guy to die. So right. at that point, I wasn't, like, I, I wasn't hating the movie just yet because I thought, okay, this is what they're doing. They're doing the thing where they give you a guy that you're supposed to hate and you want to see him die. From that point on, though, again, I just started wanting the teenagers to die because I was tired of hearing about how horny they were. They were well, just kill them. He please. says it in one scene. He says how horny he is. Yes, yes he does. Oh, so horny. Hey, you know, I was going to save this for the after the fact, but I'll just say it now. My biggest criticism of the Friday the Thirteenth franchise as a whole is it never evolved. It never changed from that. It was always the same shtick over and over again. Even the remake was horny teenagers go to the the woods. Fucking die. They, okay. This is why, okay, this that is was, why I... No, say it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. There was... Out of all those teenagers, there was only two of them like that. I'm pretty sure everybody in this film and, and, and the Asian kid. Shannon, oh, okay. I was going to say, that doesn't sound right, but I don't know enough about the remake <laughs> to dispute it. Because right, I don't remember. Parents. I saw it in the theater, but I don't remember shit about it other than uh, one of the guys from Supernatural was in it. Jared Padalecki. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna say not Jensen Ackles. That's, yeah. that's and, all I got. And uh, 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 oh crap, what's Panda Baker? Who? Uh huh. Uh, I can't remember which one she is. Well, who is she? I don't she's, know the name. She's. Uh, I don't know uh, what's happening right now. Panda Baker. That's the last name. It's her last name. The actress. Danielle Panda Baker. Danielle. Yeah, she plays Killer Frost on the on the Flash. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying Hannah Baker, and I'm like, who the fuck is Hannah oh. Baker? All right. And uh, Ooh, Daniel. Oh, she was the the plant girl from Sky High. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. what you should have said to me, and then I would have been like, yes, of course. Never seen it. Is that the one with Kurt Russell? Yep. Never yeah. seen it. Anyway, anyway, if if you were gonna like a Disney Channel movie, it's probably that one. Anyway, a lot of the characters in that remake kind of uh, you can either align them to characters from Part Two or Part Four. Well, I think at least in the remake, in its defense, is it that's what it was going for. It was going for that retro, hey, look how horny our kids are. But yeah, they were, they were pulling a little bit from every film. Even Freddy versus Jason, they're out in the the people are still having sex, still banging in a corner. Hey, well, look, I didn't get too deep into it earlier. Say it, say it. <laughs> I I tell you this, Shannon, but people have sex. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> It's if they the, want the a realistic is, portrayal of when people are dying constantly around them, Tanner, if they want a realistic yeah. portrayal of people like me in these films, at least one person go should go to a bedroom and jack off. You know, I mean, they die too. Look at fucking Teddy. He didn't jack off. He just enjoyed the film. <clears throat> That's fair. <laughs> uh, the Asian uh, kid off the remake. Yeah, my. My first experience, again, with any of these movies was Freddy vs. Jason. And importantly, now I haven't rewatched it in a long time. Uh, I fucking loved that movie. I thought that movie oh, was great. Good. I saw it in the theater. I, I watched it like numerous times afterward. I thought it was great. Again, that was my only experience really with Jason up to that point. Now, Freddy, I knew what I was getting into there. Yeah, I only um, watched I enjoyed that. it. I only watched that movie for Freddy, basically. Uh, but I did think it was a good yeah. portrayal of Jason because it was the only one that really ever made Jason almost sympathetic. 
you know, he's usually this yeah. big hulking monster that murders everybody. But in this one, he was a little bit more sympathetic uh, to what he had gone he through. He was basically an anti-hero in a right. lot of ways. I but mean, he, he, he still wasn't killed really people. heroic, but... Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, he, that's what I'm saying. He was an anti-hero. He, he was, like, on the side of... Freddy was a, a straight-up antagonist. Yes. Freddy was the reason that all the bad things were happening. Yes. Um, and, and there was one part in that film... just used Jason against him. One part in that film, specifically, I'll never forget, where... Because Kel, Kelly Rowland's in that film. And and, yes. and Jason or Freddie looks at her and says, "Ah, dark meat." And I'm like, "Oh, God. some things don't age well, Robert England." <laughs> Anywho, let's get to the thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, personally, I'm I'm giving this. A, this is my first ever. I'm doing thumbs in the middle, one up, one down. Because on one hand, I don't like this film because I think it's 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 annoying and and pointless. But on the other hand. Tanner and I grew up kind of the same way. We both loved horror films, and I respect I respect the the hustle, and I know what they were going for, and the stuff that they were really promoting. I thought they did well. The kills, the special effects, the gore effects. Tom Savini is a master of it. So I am very conflicted. I'm right in the middle on this one. Thumbs up, thumbs down from me, Hunter. Two down, two down. I can't do it, man. I I legitimately, and I know this sounds like I'm just being contrarian, but bear with me. I would watch Dog Soldiers before I would watch this movie again. You because know, at least, to me, Dog Soldiers had um, a, a couple of pretty good actors. <laughs> Werewolf. Because, I mean, again, everything that... Uh, I, oh, shit, I can't think of his name. Uh, Liam Sir Cunningham. Davos, the guy we talked about. Liam Cunningham. Yeah. I, everything that he does in that movie is great. So I would watch yeah. those scenes again over and over. For sure. Maybe the the kill the kills, if that's all we're talking about, are not as good. I'll give you that much. That's true. They're not as good in that movie. That's true. But I'd rather watch the werewolves than I would Jason in general. And even though the story's got plot holes and it's not like super tight, it's it's different. It's different. It's original. It's something I haven't seen before. Um, this movie, again, having not seen any of those movies, this is why I asked Tanner to mention this earlier. My understanding or my thought when we decided that this was the movie that we were doing was this is like really representative of the series as a whole. Um, if that's the case, I'm not interested in watching it. It kind of is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's my and, and if that's away. the case, it's not going to do. And, and, and maybe again, maybe that would have been different had I watched them first when I was 18 and not, you know, 38. But I need a movie with a story that I give a shit about. It doesn't have to be a great movie, but it does have to be at least a good story. Again, this is what didn't hook me for for Super Mario Brothers, and it's weird to me that I'm making that comparison to this movie. They're very similar films. Yeah, of course. Uh, It just I I would not sit through another hour and a half of this. I would sit through a a Dead Meat YouTube video and watch the kills. I would do that. Dude, you're going to love it. You're going to love that channel. You absolutely are. Yeah, uh, I gonna, would absolutely do that. Not going to mention it, again. but I, I wouldn't watch. I wouldn't watch the movie. Really quick, before so. I before I throw it to Tanner with uh, his thumbs up, thumbs down, I do want to mention He's this. He's hiding is, them. We can't see which ones. You, you mentioned. I mean, I think I know, but <laughs> you mentioned Mario Brothers. Did you see the controversy around the Princess Peach box art? Apparently, they mm-hmm. changed the look of her to look more like the movie version. So instead of having the mouth wide open, look, I'm a dumb fuck face that she has and everything else, she has more of a like a grin and like a sly look. And people are kind of losing yeah. their shit about it. They're like, you're ruining Peach. And I'm like, why? By not making her a fucking airhead? Ugh. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right, Tanner. What's the verdict? Are you ready? Do not be two metal fingers, goddammit. Oh. Wow. One up, one down. I'm a little surprised. I honestly, when you hit it, I assumed it would be one up and that was it. Yeah. But I, think I assumed it, even you would be like, it's not perfect, but right. it's, it's good. So 
again, this isn't my favorite in the franchise. Like I said, six is my favorite, even though a lot of people are divisive, decisive about that one. Um, I like six. My issues with the film are the exact same one. The amount of sex and nudity in this movie, gratuitous and not. They don't. Outside of. Because so the moral of the story is for Friday the Thirteenth when it comes to sex. Uh, if you're a virgin, you're clean. You not not premar- You know, if you're not having premarital sex, you live. Uh, so to continue that story and that that trend of Friday the Thirteenth, there is only one couple having sex in this film that continues that. Now, if everybody else had been just kind of like alluding to the fact that they were having sex, perfectly fine. That wasn't the case. Now, the one couple who were like, the, they were new to this, it was their first time having sex, and it just felt like that really romantic moment, but hey, you know what? You're out of wedlock, so. That pushes the story forward, and that one felt, that one felt like it belonged. Everything else, going skinny dipping twice, <laughs> pointless. At night. And once at night, it's pointless. It's just, <clears throat> and then, the character development with all the teenagers, with the exception of the, uh, not even the couple that, you know, continued the story, but I liked if they had just had Teddy and uh, I can't think of what Crispin Glover's character Crispin. Anyway, <laughs> Teddy and Crispin Glover. If they had just had those two along with that one couple and developed those two, those sets of people. I would have enjoyed this movie way more. I, I felt like the other teenagers, including the twins, that was especially the, the mm. twins, especially the twins, fucking pointless. Well, uh, they're, they're not only pointless, but the problem for me, and I think if, if this is what you're saying makes me think that we're on the same page about this in that sense, I think they drag the other shit down. Yeah. It's not yeah. just that they're pointless in and of themselves. I said earlier, I think this whole movie could have been predicated around Jason coming after that family for whatever reason. Just the, the, the three, Tommy, the, the Jarvis family, right? It could have just been them. Throw the hunter in there for an additional kill, whatever. I don't like, entirely I, disagree that you could probably have done something with some of the teenagers, but there's so many of them, and the ones that yeah. are annoying are so annoying and pointless, they drag the other ones down. So... On that topic, real quick, I, I feel the need to mention this because I didn't know this until I watched a certain YouTube channel that I plug too much. Um, <laughs> did you know? This is now the extras and epilogues brought to you by Dead Meat. By Dead Meat and Kill Count with James A. Janice. Did you know and that? Because I didn't know this. I legitimately didn't know this. Friday the 13th, 2, 3, and 4 takes place over one weekend. Yeah, I, I he kills like thirty something people in the course of like right. <laughs> five which, days. Old. Which, by the way, the first one is not that far before that, if I remember correctly. Which, which about, about four years or something like that. Did you say forty years? Four years. Let me double check. Um, that would kind of make sense because Jason's a little boy, and then he's a a big man. To be fair, is five, to be fair. Pretty, is five pretty close to four? Is that what I'm thinking of? Maybe because I thought there were four of them that were like they all have in the course of like five days. Five is like ten years, almost ten years after four. Yeah, because okay, Tommy's so grown up. Two, three, and four. I, I yeah, was, I, I didn't know that, man. I was fucking shocked, and that makes that whole Hunter character even more pointless because he comes up there looking for his sister who was murdered two days ago. 
How is he hunting Jason when he probably just found out she died? That dude was pointless. <laughs> he was a red herring. That was it. He was a red herring yeah. to, to make the family yeah. think he was the killer. That's why he had the machete. Um, well, when the machete right. goes through the tent and then the right. you know she freaks out. What are you doing here? Are you that trying to thing. kill me? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Friday the 13th going, <clears throat> takes place five years before part two. And then part two, gotcha. three, and four, back to back to fucking back. Um, In like three days. I always thought those movies were like a year apart each. Like, I didn't know they were they were so close together. So, Tanner, uh, as we get into the epilogues part of this, I don't think we really have to do it because you already know what happens. There's like 40 films after the fact. I Can I can I go first? Oh, no, I've, I've got something. I've got something you, I can you can, you can. But, I, but I have two things before okay. you guys go. I have two things. And one's a question for Tanner and one's a suggestion. So, the suggestion was, Hunter, as you mentioned with this movie, what would have made it better? To me, uh, what would have made this film great, or at least good, is if you had like a couple going up to the woods to spend the night in a cabin and then you had the family right. and they were terrorized. Um, that would have made much more sense. You could have kept pretty much everything else in it um, except right. change the plot of the hunter looking for the killer of his sister to maybe his older sister who died, what was it, Tanner? Five years ago was part one? Yeah. Yeah, so he's looking for a sister who died five years, or he's he he hears about these murders, you know, two days before this film, and he's like, oh, that's yeah. probably Jason. Um, if you would have done that, I think it would have made the movie a lot better and more intimate, and he wouldn't have as many pointless characters. It would have been a better and film. All the time that I said this earlier, but all the time that was spent on those pointless, horny teenagers could have been spent developing characters we actually are yeah. meant to either care about or revile. Again, either way, I'm fine with it. Right. I think horror works best if, if you're a slasher, especially if I'm supposed to hate these characters or I'm supposed to love them. I need right. to give a shit about why they're dying. Either I'm cheering for it or I'm super upset about it. I agree. And in, in this movie, I want them dead just because I want it to keep moving. Because you want the movie to end. Get, just get it um. going. Come on. <laughs> Feed him to the wood chipper. Let's go. Tanner, my question to you, and I've always wondered this, and I've just never looked it up, so I figured you're here. You could tell me. So the first film, this film, obviously we have Tommy as a child. Part five, you have Tommy growing up, and then part six is him as a grown-up. Um, But I don't remember what happens to Tommy Jarvis. I remember he accidentally resurrects Jason in part six, but what happens to him? Uh, So if, if you just go by the movies... Goes on to live happily ever after with uh, uh, Megan, the sheriff's daughter. How? He just resurrected Jason. And killed him, quote unquote. No. Okay. He, te- he technically <laughs> did again. He he chained him to the bottom of a lake, and Jason couldn't get out. Where he stayed there for. Hang on, I'm looking at the timeline actually. Because that's still uh, Freddy versus Jason, right? Isn't it Freddy that brings him back? No, that's no. after. He goes Jason to hell. Goes to hell. Yeah. Oh, that's right. right. That's right. Because they drink the snake and the mask and all that. So here's the official timeline. Right? Okay. The murders that Pamela does that are depicted in the first film take place in 1979. Okay. Part two takes place five years later in 1984. And that includes part three, part four. In 1984, okay. 1985 is when they released Part 5, so just a year later. But that takes place five years after. So Part 5 takes place in 1989. Uh, Part 6 takes place a year later, in 1990. 
So after so so here technically speaking, like Jason takes Manhattan takes place in uh, 2002, 2001, 2002. That's rough. Yeah, I mean, that's how <laughs> the timeline played out. Jason Goes to Hell, which was released in 1993, technically takes place in like 2006, 2007. And then Jason X takes place in like 2244. Well, okay. Jason X starts in 2008, <laughs> the year it's made, and then he gets to the future. That movie starts out in 2008. Hunter, I think, after after. I think you would like Jason X probably more than all of them. It, it's oh. it's significantly less focused on sex. It has a sci-fi twist to it. it the makes, kills are still pretty good. It makes good. fun of it. It makes yeah. fun of the Oh my god, one of my favorite scenes in the entire <laughs> franchise. I don't know if you've ever seen this part. So there's a part in one of the earlier movies, Hunter, where uh these uh these people are having sex and whatever. Jason puts one in a sleeping bag and smashes her against a tree, right? So in Jason X, they're trying to distract Jason. That's they got some Freddy versus Jason, isn't it? Because I remember seeing that scene. Uh oh it, no, it they, was a takeoff of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But in Jason X, they flat out, they start a hologram that makes him think he's back in Camp Crystal Lake. And these two girls just look at Jason like, do you want to smoke some pot or have premarital sex? We love premarital sex. And they get topless and start like kissing. And then the next scene, you just see Jason fucking smashing the the fucking sleeping bag against the tree. Yeah. He's he's got one girl zipped up in one hanging from a tree. And he's got the other girl in one, and she's just beating the shit out of her with the other. It's legitimately fucking funny. It's really that's, good. That's pretty great. Yeah, that's, that's based off good. of a kill like in that. Seven. Kane Hodder actually talks about this one a lot. Yeah, that one's uh, good. The, the film was seen. Uh, the scene was filmed. Jesus Christ, can't talk. Right? <laughs> film scene was filmed, and it, way, way it was filmed was he had put the, like the person was in the, in the sleeping bag, and he's just beating him over and over again against the tree. But what they ended up using was the last hit, which he had taken the dummy and hit the hardest at that time. So he's, you just see him pick up the sleeping bag and slam it once into the tree. You hear a crack and he just drops it, making it that more badass. That's what the kill's based off of. And that was fucking hilarious. All right, let's uh, let's go. I think Hunter said he wanted to go first on this one, or was it Tanner? Well, Hunter mainly Hunter. mainly just because again, other than what you guys were just talking about, I don't I don't know. I have I don't know what the fuck happens. Again, importantly, I have seen some of these movies but it was all out of order and i don't remember shit about it everything i watched over the past few days i don't remember ever having seen before and if i did i I, again i don't know shit about it so i I have a unique position here of based solely on this movie what do i think happens to these characters after the credits because i'm going to take it as because i don't know what happens in the sequels i'm not including them okay nothing nothing none of that shit counts um this is going to be very simple. I feel like I'm building up to something huge, and it's not. Uh, Jason's dead. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. He doesn't come back. He's dead. And I mean that. There's not going to be a, but what? It, no, he's fucking dead. But, and I feel like this is what they were hinting at the end of this movie anyway. The trauma of what he's gone through, of what uh, uh, Tommy has gone through, and making himself look like Jason, and going fucking you know feral on him, eventually breaks him and for whatever reason he starts kind of acting out that same type shit i feel like it's some halloween type stuff uh because there's a halloween character that does this if i remember correctly and maybe that's why they didn't go down that road jamie lloyd uh, but lloyd. yeah 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 but but that to me that's where it goes and then so basically it just kind of becomes halloween his sister has to stop him again um probably he kills her and so then that kind of sends the whole thing over the edge and maybe that's like one last little way to wrap it up um, 
But other than that, the only other version I can think of this that, that I would have enjoyed after this one is there isn't a, a continuation. It just, just ends. Dies, that's it. It's over. He's yeah. dead. Yeah, he's just dead, and finally it's done. Because well, that would require like... studios to actually end films at a you know reasonable point, not keep stretching them out. Um, right. Because just because you made money doesn't mean you have to keep making right. another fucking movie to go along with it. Tanner, it's kind of uh, it's odd that he mentioned that, isn't it? Yes. That I mean, I knew as soon as I started talking, you you guys were giving me a look like ah, that's, that's some shit that happens, isn't it? Well, it doesn't quite happen, I, but I in the next, it's a little too soon. Yeah, Tommy Jarvis struggles with that like rage, he's, and he's in, oh, he's in a mental home. Yeah, so it yeah. does kind of take up on that. But I agree with you. Also, that, that's why I, about I, I thought Tommy died. Coming back and fighting. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, also, him talking about you know, oh, his sister has to come back and fight him and beat him. Yeah. That happens too. I, I thought. I, I thought it was a wasted yeah. opportunity, though. Like I thought, Tommy Jarvis died in the sixth one because I I don't remember what happened to him. But the fact that he just left and it's like, well, not my not my monkey, not my circus. Like, no, man, <laughs> it's exactly yours. You killed him the first time. You killed him the right. second time. Take responsibility. Don't be a deadbeat dad. Tanner, what's your what's your uh, end goal on this? Because as far as the continuity is concerned. Uh, Jason fights Freddy. He then goes into outer space and he is eventually killed in like the year 2040,000. <laughs> no, he's not. He's yes, floating he through, oh, he's floating yeah. through space and lands on Earth X, man. Come on. Yeah. Where he yeah. goes. Stop. Where he goes on to have a killing spree in a comic book series that I have. Just stop. Uh, Just tell me what you think, please. I there is some deleted scenes, or not deleted scenes, scenes that were never filmed. Um, that I subscribe to being, I wish were canon. In my head, they're canon. So, who's the one person in Jason's family that has never talked about? His father, dad. Meet his sister, who uh, he's kind of alluded to, but never hear about his dad. Pamela was a single mother of a child who suffered from the mental de- defects that Jason suffered. And, uh, and he was very ugly. Go yeah, on. Anyway, so um, it was later alluded to the fact that his father's name was Elias, Elias Ford. Um And in my head, this 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 uh, non-film scene film, or written by some of the directors in the past uh which was he shows up back to Crystal Lake after the event. Um, he ends up buying another set of uh, plots, grave plots, for Pam and for his wife and son, uh, with the intentions of moving them both to it. Uh, but with the just certain things happening, and uh, if you remember, Jay, uh, Shannon, you've watched Part Six, right? Yeah, I've seen them all. So, in the caretaker in that film, and I'm skip, I'm skipping five completely. I'm not even talking about it. There's no uh, point because it's not. It's, there's no point in it. I mean, yeah. it, it continues. It continues the story of Tommy, but it doesn't continue. Yeah. So, in part six, you have the caretaker of the cemetery who is out there, um, and in the in the uh, unfilmed segments of this script, uh, he is personally paid by Elias every month to make sure that Jason's grave is taken of because it becomes so vandalized that you know out there somewhere is his father 
knows about his son being like this, uh, who actually knows why he's like this, which connects to another film that's not Nightmare. And that that's you know that that's my head cannon going to it all that uh, wasn't completely connected to the film. That that's what that's that's the story I wanted was yeah. the fact that his father knew about this, knew about the Necronomicon being the reason why. Okay, but when does he go into space? Hmm. <laughs> all right all right we uh we got to cut this off here otherwise i'm not gonna be able to edit this and and play some video games with you guys before we go because i want to get this up tonight because it, it is friday the 13th um i i thought i was really worried going into this episode but i think it came out very well i think this was a good episode um and, and we got to rail on some things and enjoy some things and you know go watch the kill count so with that said <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm gonna subscribe right now. Jesus Christ! Thank you. I love you. Um, Hunter, I think on next Tuesday we've got Shelby. Nope. Wednesday, Hunter. I think next Wednesday we've got Shelby. (laughs) (laughs) We got a bunch of stuff next week. So yeah, to jump ahead quickly, there next uh, our next extras and epilogues for the month of October uh, is indeed the ghost host with the most Beetlejuice. Uh, Shelby has never done this this show with us, and it's I, I, if it's not her favorite movie, I don't know what the fuck is because probably one of those weird Korean goes, horror films. <laughs> Beetlejuice is the thing she goes back to all the time, so uh, it's it's one of my favorite movies to watch this time of the year. I thought it was important that we kind of diversify our our Halloween, so we've done oh, Ghostbusters, yeah. we've done Slashers of Friday the Thirteenth, we did Hocus Pocus this Dog week soldiers. with Lindsay. Um, dog soldiers uh, again we're coming back around to werewolves american werewolf in london shannon's favorite mm-hmm. horror movie uh, at the very end of the month uh, but next week we got beetlejuice on tap uh with shelby again right before sarah and i are going to see it at the the fox theater the following weekend in st louis yeah it's gonna be um, fantastic see the stage show and then i mean uh, my god man so many other things are happening oh uh, yeah for the month of october we've got uh a new hollows eve tales coming up next week uh featuring Lindsay's yes. story i believe We've got mm-hmm. uh, we've got an all new um, terrifying Tanner Thursday. Uh, we got an all new uh, Candle Obscura. You can hear yep. me you can hear, on Tuesday. Hear Hunter doing good accents and hear my attempt. <laughs> I'll um, about all that. I'm it's, trying. It's it's a great time. October is the best at Podzilla 1985. So check us out yeah. all month long. Remember that's brought to you by one nine hundred four nine zero freak. That's the freak phone with Freddy Freaker. Uh, how many how many times do you have to visit the kill count to pay for that call, Hunter? Uh, only two visits a call. <laughs> That's it. The balcony is closed. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you next week for all new episodes. Tanner, you know what? Tanner, it's Friday the 13th. You get the final say. <laughs>